Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The thing about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. We probably don't even need the words, the Name Your Price tool, to tell you that our humpback whale pub gives you options based on your budget or that our novelty hand buzzer helps you save on car insurance. And that's the thing about the tiny felt bag filled with marbles. At this point, you've heard a lot of ads about the elusive northern bobcat. The Name Your Price tool. <clears throat> the neighbor who baked you banana bread. Only from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Marishka's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com and Rabbit Brewing in Homewood. The time has come for you to drink mythological-level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood. The Hawks lose 4-3 in overtime to the Wild. Let's drop the sad puck. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show with 670 The Score's Jay Zawoski and NBC Chicago's James Naveau. Welcome into the uh, Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago and with me as always, dejected in defeat is the one and only Homewood's very own Jay Zawaski of 670 The Score. Jay, that game was there for the taking on a beautiful silver platter, helpfully cleaned up, I might add, by a strong performance from Cam Ward. But then the defense happened. Just, yeah, this, this is going to be a recurring theme, isn't it? The team plays well enough on offense to win get solid enough goaltending to win and then the defense does whatever the hell it is we're going to say it did tonight yeah I don't uh and it's not just a defenseman either it's a team defense that's the problem that's a problem 100% accurate um on the game tying goal uh Patrick Kane was already putting two points in the books for the Blackhawks and just completely floating 
at center ice, um, just trying to get that empty netter. Meanwhile, the Wild are trying to tie the game up, and they do, because and it's not just his fault, but just an example of, you know, we've, we talked about how if the Blackhawks are going to be good this year, they need their star players to be their best players. And the effort I saw from Patrick Kane late in this third period was pretty brutal. Uh, he was not alone. But look, Cam Ward played very well. Absolutely, the Black uh, Cam Ward deserved to win that game. And his team let him down. And frankly, from the second period on, that game was all wild. There were a couple moments where the Hawks would get power plays and get some momentum back. But I said to my wife, they're going to tie this game. Like It feels like a Minnesota goal is coming. Uh, and it was just a matter of time. And sure enough, they do it You know, in the waning seconds of the game. And uh, ugh, it's about as painful of a loss as you can have. Fortunately, it's only one point they lost instead of two. But, man, but you're it's also up. a divisional game. Of course. And you're up 2 nothing on the road. At that point, you know you're going to get everything you can get from Minnesota for the next 40 minutes. Try to withstand it. They almost did it, but not enough. So, just uh, it's just it's disappointing. And, and I think you you said it. This is what it's going to look like. Sometimes the Hawks will outscore their defensive lapses. Sometimes they won't. Tonight they couldn't do it. Well, first of all, just in case any Blackhawks fan wants some uh, good news, you could be the San Jose Sharks and have lost to the uh, New York Rangers tonight, or. You could be the Washington Capitals who got shut out by the New Jersey Devils. So just think about that. Like we could be talking about just like a boring blah team coming in your or, you know, coming in your house and beating you or whatever. Nah, I don't know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. So, I, all right, Jeff. Look, I'd rather I'd rather if they're going to lose, I'd rather have them lose entertainingly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, I, I was getting distracted. I'm blaming the cat for that. Like, that's just going to be what I'm going to do. And not Alex DeBrincat, who, by the way, was fantastic tonight. We will get to him. But I did want to point out, before we start to get to the positives in the game, because there were a few of those yes, that we do need to definitely highlight, I, I didn't see much, like you said, out of Patrick Kane late in that game. I didn't like the effort level that was there from him. Still haven't seen a lot of really liked from Brandon Saad so far this Ugh, season. But talk about of, snake bit yeah that entire line too is just that's not i'm not digging that and chris kunitz had a really bad defensive lapse tonight and i believe it was jason zucker's first goal of the game he was drifting away from where he was supposed to be was nowhere close to where he was supposed to be defensively and that i think just kind of sums it up for the blackhawks the entire night they basically followed the puck around. They did what you always see peewee hockey teams do. Instead of staying true to their defensive assignments and being in the zones and the places they're supposed to be on the ice, mm -hmm. they're just kind of drifting around. They're following the puck. And then the Wild are coming in there with the speed that they have and their ability to kind of sniff out those open areas. You saw guys like Zach Parise mm -hmm. and Eric Stahl tonight repeatedly getting into open areas because the Blackhawks' defense was not playing with their heads on a swivel. They were playing a very stare at the puck kind of game the entire night and it bit them multiple times both on that second goal that Jason Zucker scored and then on the game tying goal in the third period it was just yeah a really irritating game from a fundamental hockey perspective and there were several guys who just continued this kind of rough play that they've had to start the season yeah you know I know score effects play a role Teams down to nothing, they're going to throw everything they can at you. But you've also had to be ready for that, right? And 
the Hawks didn't did not seem ready for that. And, and I know there are positives, and I want to get to that. I want to spend the entire game ripping them apart. Uh, look, we know this is not a great team. Uh, if we're going to get you know start pulling our hair out and blowing fire out of our mouths every time they lose a game, it's not going to be a very fun season. This is a season for growth. Maybe they'll surprise us a little bit. I think they have already so far with how competitive they've been. Um, yep. But there were a lot of positives. But one one more small little thing I want to point out. John Hayden makes a really nice Superman shot block uh, to prevent a scoring chance. He's uh, at that point had four block shots in a night doing things, little things defensively that help him stay in a the lineup. Then later in the period, he's got the puck along the boards and he's doing spinoramas and trying to skate past people. Dude, you're not at Yale anymore. You're a <laughs> big dude. Use your body, knock somebody over, skate through somebody. You're not going to dipsy doodle yourself around NHL players. It's not going to happen. That is to me with John Hayden. The one thing that's holding him back is his overestimation of his, um, of his skills, of his skating, of his puck handling. Look, everyone at some point was the best player on their team. You're not there anymore, John. It's time to adapt your style to the NHL, and if you want to stick around in this league, you're going to have to change a little bit. You're going to have to simplify things. You're going to have to play a dirtier sort of power forward kind of game. You are not skilled enough to skate past people. Okay, John Hayden rant over. Positives for me. I, I did also want to point yes, out, you sorry. mentioned the kind of cutesy stuff, the spinoramas and whatnot. What the hell were Alex DeBrincat and Patrick Kane doing in overtime when they had – wild players who had been on the ice for a minute and a half and they get no shots on goal yeah that, that was weird that wasn't just irritating sequence because they just kind of kept spinning and passing the puck and it's like shoot the damn thing yeah. or get to the net like do do something like it, it was the one thing that alex debrinkit did tonight that wasn't you know a well-designed smart thing they just they tried to get way too cute on several occasions and as the old hockey adage goes, when you're on the road, you got to do the dirty stuff. Yeah. And you have to get to the front of the net. You have to mix things up physically in the corners. And too often tonight, the Blackhawks were falling back on cutesy stuff instead of going in there and winning board battles. And ultimately, it helped cost them the game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I know in those situations, you're trying to work for that perfect shot. But you also have to be aware of like, OK, their D's been on the ice this entire overtime Let's just take advantage of it. Let's blow past these guys and get some shots on goal um, instead of like circling, 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 hoping for that perfect shot. I don't mind that, you know, when overtime is starting and you've got your two most skilled guys out there. Cool. Mm -hmm. But you've got to be aware of, the, of what the, op the opponent's going through. I agree with you. That was a little bit frustrating. But then it ended with Patrick Kane getting that that chance in front where he spun around and, and shot it. I thought for sure that was going to go in. Oh, so did I. And then that everything's was, forgiven. But um, it was a really uh, that was a good kind of ending to a sequence that had a really frustrating moment when the Wild were able to get their defense off the ice. Yeah. Um, all right. A couple. Let's, let's focus on some positives, though. Uh, one guy that really stuck up to me, stuck out to me tonight was David Camp. I think he had a really solid game. Um, it looks like he's added a dimension of speed a little bit, playing a little bit faster. Saw him playing physically, took the body a bunch of times. Uh, I like his game. Unlike John Hayden, he keeps it simple, and it benefits him. I, I like him 
um, in the role they're using him. I think that he is probably a guy that will play more games this season than not. Um, again, he'll never be a superstar. He'll never be a great, you know, uh, not, not a guy Hawks fans are going to round and buy his jersey, but he's a solid bottom six forward, and those guys are important too. So I want to point out David Camp is playing well, and I think uh, you would agree with me on this. Henry Yokoharu, especially coming off the flu yesterday, uh, another solid, unspectacular, but solid performance, uh, drawing tough defensive matchups. And when uh, the defense lapsed on the tying goal and the overtime goal, it was Duncan Keith out there, not Henry Yokoharu yep. making the mistake. So, Yeah, Yokoharu was actually in the correct spot in both of those instances. He followed the puck a little bit, but he was also positioned correctly initially. So can't really put that on him. That was definitely more of a Duncan Keith thing. I did want to point out, we did mention earlier in the uh, postgame show that the defense was kind of an issue both among the forwards and the defensemen in this game. It wasn't just the blue liners, but there were a couple of guys I did want to highlight that I noticed repeatedly doing some really smart things defensively, and that was Nick Schmaltz and Alex DeBrinkett. They were both extremely aggressive on the forecheck tonight. We're causing a lot of problems for the Wild, getting out of their own zone, and then we're causing some problems in the neutral zone as well. I was really impressed with the aggressiveness and the tenacity of both of those guys, not even from an offensive perspective tonight. I thought they both looked really solid from a defensive perspective on the forward side. And then on the defensive side, I did want to point out that I saw some good stuff tonight out of Jan Ruda. Mm -hmm. And I know that he's a guy that is getting a lot of attention right now because he got the $2 million deal and the Blackhawks decided to keep him over Michael Kempney, that kind of thing. But I thought he had some good moments tonight. And I know that he's still obviously growing as an NHL player. And I know that he's probably not lived up to the expectations that people have had for him coming into the league and coming into the Blackhawks organization. But I thought he had some really uh, solid moments tonight. And I really liked what I saw out of Jan Ruda for the most part. Yeah. I think, I think Manning had a, a better game too, uh, more solid, um, made better decisions with the puck. Again, he'll never be uh, exciting or spectacular, but what you want from your sixth defenseman is to make safe plays. He did that tonight. And I think you and I both agree the star of the game uh, was Cam Ward. I think Cam Ward was terrific tonight. Uh, yep. Hard for to, for me to blame him on any of the goals against. Uh, he was spectacular. Jonathan Taves continues to score. Alex Dabrinkit continues to score. So there are positives. There are good signs. And to see you know Cam Ward put together a game where you say, all right, you know he deserved to win it. He played well. If he can play like that most nights, they're going to have a pretty good shot to win. Um, I think the D will play better than they did tonight, for sure, I hope. I definitely hope so. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a negative feeling at the end of this thing, but I think overall, when you look at the totality of the season and, and maybe even, you know, the totality of the last two games, uh, probably more positive than negative, even though you're left with that negative feeling in your stomach uh, when, when the final horn sounds. Hey, they only gave up three goals in the first 60 minutes of the game. As far as I'm concerned, that's progress. We're going to call that a Chicago shutout this season. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, before we wrap things up, by the way, uh, kind of a big week for us. Uh, a couple things that we want to mention for sure. We have the uh, obviously the new sponsor in Rabbit Brewing. You heard their read to start this podcast and you heard him on our last full length podcast. We've also launched our own website, madhousepod.com. Real simple, madhousepod.com. That houses everything we have 
uh, for our podcast. So you can find the latest episodes as soon as they're up. You can find bios on James and I. You can find links to our blogs, links to our Twitter, links to our email for the show. Uh, everything Madhouse Pod related is on madhousepod.com. You're also going to find, uh, as the days come on, info on our events. We're going to add a link to a Threadless store, which we opened today. That's another thing we want you guys to check out. It's madhousepod.threadless.com. If you want to go check out some Madhouse Podcast merchandise, we have all kinds of t-shirts for men, women, children, coffee mugs, water bottles, uh, things like that. So check that out to madhousepod.threadless.com. We are just full service for you this season. We're really going to ramp this thing up this year. We really want to do it right. We really want to take the next step as a podcast. So these things are uh, a good start for us. And I think Madhouse Pod is now and should be for the remainder of time your destination for all things Madhouse Podcast. You want to find the latest episode? It's there. Everything's there. All of our writing will be there. It's really great. It looks good. I put it together myself this week with a little help from my buddy Josh. But we're really proud of it. We're excited about where it's going to go. It's only going to get better. And, of course, if you have any suggestions for what you want to see on there, um, things you'd want to see in the Threadless store, whatever, hit us up, uh, madhousepod at gmail.com. Lots of fun things on the horizon for the podcast this season. So uh, with that, I think it's time to wrap it up. Anything you want to add, James? Uh, I just want to point out how awesome it is that we've been able to do multiple post-game shows together. It certainly makes it a lot more fun, at least from my perspective, being able to kind of bounce ideas off of the other guy, maybe stuff that the other guy missed, we can say. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get used to it, though, Hawks fans. <laughs> we'll eventually go our separate ways and do separate post-game shows. But Let's put it I'm this way. If we can do it, we will. enjoyed it. So Yeah. If we can make it happen, we will. It's just hard for 82 games weeknights with James and I both working to make it work regularly. But if we're both available to do it, we will do it. You have our word. Yep, I agree. All right. Thanks for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. Boy, it's a long name. Uh, (laughs) I want to thank our sponsors, Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris, 708-478-6090. Mariska's in Crest Hill. Family owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com and Rabid Brewing. The time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend Rabid Brewing in Homewood, Illinois and save that date Tuesday, November. I'm blanking on the date <laughs> myself. 27th. Thank you. That will be our watch party slash fundraiser. Uh, the Chicago Bears today pledged an autographed Mitch Trubisky hat and an autographed Kyle Fuller mini helmet. That is on its, yes, on its way to my house right now. The Chicago Wolves sending a package over. I expect help from the Cubs and White Sox as well. So there's going to be lots of great stuff at that party. So save that date, Tuesday, November 27th, our watch party, our charity fundraiser. We will see you at Rabid Brewing in Homewood. But till then... Thanks for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. For my partner, James Naveau, I'm Jay Zawoski. We'll talk to you soon on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Is QuickBooks slowing your business down? Do you have challenges managing inventory, project profitability, or just getting paid fast enough? Get your business to a better place and graduate to NetSuite today. 
Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com info. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com info, netsuite.com info. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.